Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories on how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Sam of the band Rikas over Zoom video. Sam was born and raised in Germany, and he talks about how he got into music. His mom is actually from Pennsylvania, and she moved to France. She was in an all-women's circus. She was the juggler in a circus, which I thought was really fascinating. So his mom's in, in France, meets his dad, then they ended up moving to, to Germany, where he's born and raised. He talked about getting into music around 10, 11 years old. He got a guitar first, started playing guitar. Everyone in the band pretty much grew up together, so they were in different variations of what became Rika's down the line through high school. He talks about putting out their first EP independently, getting signed to Columbia Records, putting out their first full-length record, hearing his band on the radio for the first time, and the story behind all the songs on the new EP they just released called Short Story. You can watch our interview with Sam on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Rikas. This podcast is about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the brand new EP you guys just put out. Nice. Sounds good. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, first off, talk to me about where, you're, where were you born and raised? Um, I was born and raised in Stuttgart uh, in Germany. Okay. Uh, you have to tell uh, me where in Germany that is because I am so terrible it's, it's with geography. in the south. It's uh, south, south Germany. Germany. Okay. It's close to Munich. You might know Munich. I know Munich. Okay. And uh, it's not far from, to France and it's not far to Switzerland. It's like in between a lot of areas. Uh, oh, that's cool. How close, like how long would, would it take you to get to France? It's like a two hour ride. Then you're oh, like, that's not bad at all. Wow. Um, the same for Switzerland. You're like two hours, you're like Zurich. And uh, you can go to Prague. It's like a five hour ride. So you have a lot of options from here. That's amazing. That, I always think that's so cool about Europe is that you can literally travel to a different country in hours. Yeah, like we're here. I mean... I grew up in Southern California in San Diego. So like I could get to Mexico in 15 minutes, but like, other than that, you know, you, you're, you're driving. If you went up to Canada, that would take you 20 hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long ride. That's true. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, my mom's American, so I'm half German, half, half American. Oh, really? Where's yeah. she from? Um, she's from 
a place called Allentown, actually. It's in Pennsylvania. Okay. It's not so far from New York City and Philadelphia and stuff. And did so, she move out to Germany? Is that how she met your dad? Like, how did that work? Yeah, she uh, she used to work as a um, in a woman's circus as a juggler. Really? Um, yeah, <laughs> and as a clown and stuff. And she came to Europe, like, I think back in the 80s. She moved to Paris, and then she met my dad on the road. So. Uh, got wow. stuck in, so got she's stuck a performer. Obviously, performing is in your blood. That is yeah, rad. Definitely. So she's a juggler. Yeah, she's a juggler, and um, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy because it was like the first woman circus ever in in France. So they traveled all all around Europe and stuff. And Were you around was, when she was still doing that? No, I was still pretty young. My sister kind of got. Um, got to see some stuff but i was like a little too young for it okay and so she she yeah. uh she stopped doing it uh yeah yeah she, okay and, uh, i don't know the moment we like stuck to, uh, like got stuck in stuttgart i think uh, if you really want to be a circus performer you got to travel a lot mm -hmm. i think at a certain age you probably just want to yeah. be more chill sure sure okay so mom's a performer and when yeah. did you get into music uh, probably pretty, I think pretty young already because my, my parents used to listen to a lot of like Beatles records, Bob Dylan, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I pretty much started out in, in, in school already, like fifth grade or fourth grade. I think I was like 10 or 11. I remember listening to like, you know, the love me do song from mm -hmm. the Beatles. And I was yeah. already like, um, trying to like, uh, play these songs and, and, yeah, big record collection for my parents, probably CD collection. Listening to music in, in car, and the car had a big impact on, I think, my, um, my, like your taste. When I was young. Yeah, yeah in my like, taste. Would you go like, like to school or whatever? Is that what you're talking about? Like whenever you guys are just cruising around, yeah, whatever. Just cruising your around. Maybe your like we, we to. went went to the states a lot, so we listened to a lot of music when we were, drove through America. And I think also probably with my, with my friends when I was young already. And my sister, she used to listen to a lot of like punk music when I was young. So that was a big influence. She's a little bit older. So okay. That, what that what punk bands sense. did she like? There's some German ones. I think okay. uh, there's one called Die Ärzte. They're like huge in Germany. And, um, and then probably stuff like, mostly german actually when i think about okay. it but like early early green day which is not more really punk actually but um like the dukey album was pretty big back then oh yeah that was the that was the record that got me into music was the dukey yeah. record i was like in fifth grade when it came out yeah nice yeah i love that one <laughs> and That's i think awesome. blink 182 bands like that had a big sure. impact back then that is awesome sure. and when did you start playing an instrument I'd started out, I think when I was like 11 or 12, I started with guitar. Okay. But, um, but at first I didn't really want to play. <laughs> I like had lessons and stuff. My dad was like, yeah, yeah, why don't you play guitar now? And I wasn't really that motivated. But uh, when I got to meet our, like, which is now my, still my guitar player, uh, Chris, mm -hmm. we like, uh, he was really good in guitar. So I wanted to get better. So it took a long time when I really start to like playing guitar oh how, what did you guys meet like in in school 
yeah we're, like the the band we have now now is like almost the same lineup than than we had back in school really so, wow yes so is this was this the first band you you were ever in kind of like we had different uh like different band names and different projects uh, but essentially the same people yeah pretty much the same same bunch of people wow that's cool when when did you yeah. guys start playing together like who did you meet for, did all did the whole band go to school together then no i was in kindergarten with Freddie, our drummer and, oh, and chris wow. like, like, uh, came um and then we were like us free and then uh, we had like different lineups and then at some point sasha joined the band but that was like a couple of years later so okay. we kind of like knew each other from before everybody he was like playing in different bands but he came came to the band at a different state okay and talk to me about the beginning of the band what were the first shows like who i mean when we really started out in in high school like really when we were young yeah we like op open mics <laughs> we were playing at open mics or at, at our school and stuff like that it was pretty crazy because um i think we didn't really manage to play our instruments quite well but we were so young so everybody like really enjoyed the experience of seeing us because we had a lot of fun uh -huh. and and it was but it was not really like the, the songwriting was still pretty rusty i guess well yeah if you're young right i mean if you're in high school you're not going to be writing like you know major hits i would imagine yeah, maybe yeah, you would be who knows it was, I, I think it was just a lot of fun like we didn't it was like not a point where we said like it was just a hobby so we just like had a lot of fun doing it you you play bass though in the band right i play bass yes okay i, I used to play guitar and then i switched to bass at some point oh, okay is that when you added the second guitar player yeah, exactly. I think okay. Sasha was just much better than me. So. <laughs> okay, so it just made sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When did you and learn like, bass? Around the same time as guitar? Just kind of transferred over? Uh, yeah, kind of like that. And I had a teacher that I met, I think it's at some point when I was like 16, 17. And I learned a lot from him. He like showed me a lot of stuff. I, I like to play a lot of soul, like these Motown, Motown bass kind of style and on Palm oh, cool. for sure is a big influence so and then i think it just like went on I, I, i'm not like a trained musician mm -hmm. but i think I, I learned a lot from the internet as well youtube yeah oh yeah uh, oh yeah and just like uh, copying the style from other people and then finding your own some way mm -hmm. that's really cool so you guys formed around high school and you were playing open mic nights and like what different venues around your, your it was your mostly hometown? Stuttgart. Yeah, yeah, it okay. was mostly Stuttgart. I think it when it really started out, like uh, going to different places, uh, was um, when we started Rika's, the band that we have now. Yeah, because uh, that was the point where we like had our first show in Berlin and like drove to Hamburg. That was like really exciting suddenly, and um, that was when we were around like 2016. I think a couple of years later, yeah. Okay. Four or five years ago, that's when the band started out. Because In 2016, like, you said? Yeah. Okay. 2016, like 17 is when it really started out, like when we played a lot of shows. So were you guys a band? Like what made you go from whatever you guys were called before 
to Rika's, was there like a moment that switched that or was there a show that you're like, okay, we should just really become a, a, a new name? Like, tell me how that transformation happened. Well, I think one of the main points, like we just felt like we wanted to go in a different direction because the band we had before Rika's was more like a joke band. Like we didn't really, we just like wrote songs for fun and was uh, a lot of- This was a bit more humor. serious. Okay. Yeah, we wrote, we were like like not too serious but we wanted to like make it a little bit more serious and i guess we were just like let's let's start start all over and uh, um then it wasn't like a, that we said we want to do something completely new but it, it just felt good to to make something new i think just mm -hmm. like a, a new name a new outlook and then i i think the funny thing is that we didn't really change that much than we did before, but suddenly we we like played some showcases and in, uh, in Germany, and a lot of things went very fast in some way. Like um, we like our first show was not in Stuttgart, it was in Berlin, and we were like, okay, <laughs> like that's nice uh, mm -hmm. to get out at some point. And I think it was good to like say we have a new band now that is not the band that's only playing in Stuttgart in front of their family, <laughs> like, right? Like so. What was the first like victory little milestone for the band? Like how you said that it kind of progressed yeah. pretty quickly. Like what was there something that think, happened? Like a, a song that maybe got playlisted or something? It wasn't with like um it was mainly playing live because we had a there was a band from the UK, the Crooks. Um The Kooks? No, not not the Kooks, it was the Crooks. They're okay. almost called called like the Kooks, but they played like a tour around germany and we like um were their support act for that tour oh wow that, that was really nice for us because we'd like had a couple shows we didn't have any music online or anything but um we like played shows around germany and that was like the first step for us like okay that's nice people came to the show without knowing us and we like uh, earned some fans and then we, some festival bookers were there and then things like um like one thing came to the to the other and then we did that like for a half a year or a year mm -hmm. then we put out put out our first single that was tortellini tuesday okay um and that was also like the second big milestone because they got a lot of attention as you said playlisting and and, and radio play and that's a really nice feeling like when you're oh yeah in the oh, car you, said you got radio play with that song yeah that was pretty wow nice. in germany yeah, Germany, a little, little bit of outside Germany. And, and but I mean, to be always, driving around your hometown and you, you'd hear yourself come up on the radio? Yeah, it's, that's amazing. <laughs> it's really funny. It's, it's kind of awkward in some way, but it's also really nice. When was that? Do you remember hearing yourself for the first time? Like, was there like a premiere or was it like you're driving around? You're like, oh, my gosh, like we just are on the air. I think the first time I, I heard myself was because I knew it because we did an interview for a radio station. Oh, okay. And we were really unhappy with the interview. We did it because it was like a first interview. And we just, I think we just were so nervous. So we talked really weird. And Oh, uh, you didn't, you just weren't <laughs> happy with the way you yeah, guys that, responded. Song, so, so it was kind of, the first time was kind of unsatisfying. I think the, <laughs> the best moment is when you're in the car and it's just like suddenly uh, in the radio. So that feels really good. That is cool. Did that help your numbers at your shows and stuff? Yeah, I think it did in some, like, yeah, pro sure, probably. 
like were you it's playing bigger like, venues because of that song or anything yeah i i think we just like started out playing our own shows at that point so the venues were still really small like at, at 100 200 people uh-huh. but but that tour was pretty like the whole ep and the song worked out really well so that was a great year also we played a lot of festivals and i think we were just very young and energetic at that moment we were like let's take everything we can do <laughs> sure and then you the, yeah. you put out your full-length record what next after that showtime that was yeah that's that was showtime that was a little bit later i think 2019 uh-huh. two years ago um yeah that was also a nice feeling because we recorded that record in spain wow uh, and we spent like a whole month we did like the whole like move like queen or fans like like that do like go go away for a month and just like record music and yeah that, w- that was really nice and then we put out that record and played a tour i think we didn't enjoy that record that much because everything's really stressful like promo and which is there's a lot of pressure when you like put out your first record were you guys I, signed I, at that point or like i mean i know you were signed yeah. on that record but were you signed when you put out the first ep no no we were not everything was uh independent so we were really surprised that everything worked out so well because we just had like a really small publishing deal mm-hmm. but um but then you sign with columbia right yes yes so, so how does that whole, whole thing happen that's i mean that's wild to sign to a major label like that yeah, yeah it's crazy i mean um i think that happened around the beginning of 2019 okay but it I think at that point we were like, uh, uh, from like we played a lot of festivals, a lot of people. We had a kind of like a couple offers at that point, and uh, I think it just felt really good because we also knew the R and A R quite well. Okay. Uh, and the nice thing is we have like complete freedom in everything we do, so it doesn't really feel like we're at a major label because we still decide pretty much everything we we put out or how we put it out. Oh, really? That's, that's cool. Especially since you're backed by a major label that they're like willing to kind of be more hands off and let you do what you're going to do instead of giving you a bunch of restrictions and telling you when and how to release your records. And that's a nice thing about it. I think also like probably the, the atmosphere, like they also work with a lot of acts where I think it just changed like the picture of a major label. Sometimes like a lot of people still have the old thing in mind where like we do everything they want want us to do, but it's, it doesn't feel like it at all. That's amazing. It's, like, it's nice. So, excuse me. So you guys went to Spain, you said, to record the mm-hmm. record. What? Why did you choose Spain? Was there a certain studio you wanted to work at or a producer that you wanted yeah. to work with? Well, the producer, um, we did the, uh, first EP with uh-huh. he had a friend in Spain that has a studio there in South Spain so I don't know felt kind of like uh, was like a nice way to get out of Berlin because the most music we record we record in Berlin it's all uh-huh. studios in Germany are like in in Berlin that's a big center mm-hmm. think of Europe actually when it comes to music and a lot of things and so we kind of like also escaped the winter. It was nice and warm there. So oh, that's nice. <laughs> it felt good. And yeah, it was, it was nice. It was just like 
I don't know, I just talked about it with a friend that a lot of songs we record, they always have like a, the place you record it has a big meaning. Like recently we went to Amsterdam to record some songs and, and uh, it always feels good to have like a good environment outside. Mm -hmm. And so Very important for us. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine the vibe of wherever you are has to kind of be there yeah. to set a mood or be able to Definitely. be creative, I would imagine, yeah. Like a, a year ago, I read the Book of Phoenix, the band from France. Yeah. And uh, they also, they, for every, they have a book? every record, yeah, they have a really interesting book about their career. Really? Super, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Nice. I'll have to check that but, out because I like that record. band a lot, yeah. Yeah, I love them. And uh, they record, I think, every record in a different environment. Like one they did in Paris, one in Berlin, one in New York. Uh, really? Crazy. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really like that band a lot. Their most yeah, recent, great. recent record, or I can't remember, was it 2000? It might have even been like 17 or 18. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it had a, I, I forgot what song it was, but it was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I, they, I right. mean, 1901 was a huge hit in the United States, yeah. but like, then they had like this record that came out and it kind of got some exposure in the States as far as radio play, but I can't think of what it was, but I remember seeing them and they were ridiculously good. Um, yeah. There's a great life, man. That's and true. now I, I didn't realize they had a book. That's awesome. So yeah, the books really good. <laughs> So with with that record that you guys uh, put out in 2019, did you have a chance to tour? Like, when did you put it out? What what part of the year? Because obviously 2020 was soon after that and everything shut down. Yeah, we were pretty lucky because we put it out in October and we had like two months of touring um, the record. And then oh, really? Actually, yeah. And then we actually had planned to play a lot of festivals also with that record and uh, also start touring internationally but then COVID kicked in so it kind of like we ha we were lucky and at some part some part but also it was kind of kind of sucked because we had more things planned that we couldn't couldn't uh, play after that right so you were able though to to get some touring done yeah, yeah. under the record which is nice I would say like 50 percent what we've had planned and then the rest had to get postponed or canceled Okay. The song's called J Boy that I was talking about. Te Amo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it, that song. yeah okay. <laughs> it drove me nuts. I had to look it up. Okay. So, anyway, uh, but so, okay. So, did you, were, were, were you like on the road when, when everything shut down in March or no? Home? We kind of like, we spent like uh, two weeks in New York with the band mm -hmm. because we, like, Ferdy has family there. I have some family there. And, we just wanted to have like a small vacation and then it kind of started out when we were there and then we came back and then everything shut down. I think it was back in March. So okay. we were so kind were of in, like on the road. You see, so you were, you were in New York. Were you working on a record or just, we were, just met some people and hung out with some friends and stuff, but we didn't have shows there. So it was pretty chill for us. Okay. So, everything was getting pretty crazy where we're from in Germany and we were still in New York and nothing was happening at that point in New York city. Oh, really? Everything so, kicked in a little bit later. In it, so. Well, cause the United States is like, we were typically like, Oh, you know, that won't come here. We, we, we don't have to worry about it here. Yeah. And then it was like, uh Oh, Tom Hanks has it. 
<laughs> you know, put the brakes on. This is a real deal. So yeah, we, uh, I, that's just typical. I feel like <laughs> American thinking like, ah, I don't want, it won't come here. We're good. Yeah. Uh, or this will last two weeks. We're good. But so you guys, you are hearing about this virus probably much earlier than a lot of us. Yeah. As far I as if so. you're following the news in Germany when you're here. It was uh, especially that it, the outcome was pretty big already in Italy and mm -hmm. Germany as well. So I, it was just very weird because everything happened like uh, every time zone saw the pandemic very differently. Right. But yeah. Then we spent a lot of time at home probably after that. That's true. Like as everyone did. Mm -hmm. And when do you start writing uh, short stories? I think pretty much we really started working on it, I think in August, 2020, because okay. we like took some time off. Everybody sure. uh, used the time to read some books and stuff like that. Read and that then, Phoenix book. Yeah. For example, <laughs> then, <laughs> then we went to Berlin and uh, was like the first time that we started to work with different producers than the ones uh -huh. that we have before, because we wanted to try out some, things and we had obviously obviously had a lot of time so uh we worked with some producers in berlin we always wanted to work with them just like wrote stuff with them but we also did some songs with our live technician who's always on the road with us so it's kind of, that's why it's called short stories because it's just a lot of different people involved but just like for one song oh wow okay because so each we, song kind of has a different like yeah, start at starting point yeah you're right like one okay song, one song was recorded in a big studio but the other was one was recorded in a like a super small room just with a drum computer so it's really just like every song has a different starting point really can we go through them i'm curious sure. so like yeah so party on the rooftop where was tell me about that one where was that done that was i mean there's recorded. six songs in the record yeah that was recorded in with the friend of us in Berlin or outside okay. of Berlin. He has like a studio cabin, like really nice house in East Germany is like old school, old fashioned. And he's mm -hmm. like a super analog kind of uh, oh, cool. uh, producer. So everything's like um, to take. The live take and uh, put through a tape and uh, very vintage. And he's like super um picky when it comes at like he even takes a cable that's important like everything is important or you you're a oh. guitar pick you make like 10 takes and then you're like you, you need a different guitar pick and everything's like so, so he's like a super high fee kind of guy that's crazy and, especially knowing that he goes to tape so that yeah, could, yeah, i would imagine that gets pretty expensive for him <laughs> if he's like he's, 10 takes later like ah you know what you should change your pick <laughs> He's, he's, he's a great guy. It was very fun. That's so, cool. Okay. So that one went to tape and then mm -hmm. stereo. What about, tell me about that one. Well, stereo was recorded with the guy at a place called, uh, he has a studio at, a, at the, near the funk house in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And, um, that song and seasons, they happened together really fast. Like they were recorded in like two days. So wow. ideas were there. And then, we did some overdubs also at the at the cabin of of the guy I told you. The, um, the with like, the, that goes to tape. Yeah. Well, he didn't. We didn't take those to like in, in the tape machine, but he, we did some overdubs with him mm -hmm. as well. And 
yeah, that, that, those were really fast songs. They're, they happened really fast. Stereo, stereo and seasons and yeah. superstitious. Uh, superstitious was um, with a friend of ours. He like Dennis Neuer. He's called me. He like um, had this Lindrum beat, like uh, this old uh, drum machine, uh-huh. and I don't know. It was very. We felt like this. We wanted to have like a really produced song that sounds a little bit like a, a weekend track or like a, you know the weekend uh-huh. artists like that. We were really going like for the pop pop song, I guess. In that one, that was recorded. Uh, we took like three days for that one. Okay. And side um, by side. And always think of you. They were both yeah. recorded with in Stuttgart with our uh, friend Mario, who's always like on tour with us and okay. um, he's like kind of like the fifth member of, of our band and was the first time that he worked as a producer with us but it mm-hmm. felt really cool because he knows us really well and everything's really natural when when we're with him sure and then you talked about recording some songs in in amsterdam is that for something new yeah we're working on some on, on some new demos right now and stuff it's, it's oh, pretty cool awesome. That's awesome. We were actually, I saw, we actually met Benny Sinks. I saw you have an interview with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we did some stuff with him, we met him for, but we will see. I won't tell that much. <laughs> oh, really? So you're, okay. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So you might, might have a song with him. Well, we might or might not. I don't know. <laughs> right, we'll see. We'll see. I like that. I like that. Um, what about playing live? Have you had a chance to perform since the pandemic? Yeah, That's yeah, it started I... out again. Like it was like uh, started out. I think in summer where we really started playing again, mm-hmm. and we played some festivals and festivals was around that, Germany. Mainly. Was that different coming out to playing? You know, a bunch of to, there's people now, and I mean, yeah, you I probably mean, hadn't played in a while. The first outdoor shows we played this year were like kind of distant still. People okay. were not getting, so it was still a little stiff at some point. And then it get it got more loose and we started playing normal festivals again. And that was really amazing. Like to really have the people dance and close and enjoy the music. So that was pretty cool. And nice. then we were just on a tour with, I don't know if you know, Alice Phoebe Lou. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do actually. And it was really nice. She asked us to support some of her uh, supporter on her on our tour that she just played. And we went to Spain the first time, played in Barcelona, Madrid, wow. and Valencia. And then we also played two shows in Prague and Vienna. So we just came from that from the tour like two days ago. That was really exciting. Like we'd never been to Spain, and those were like normal concerts, so indoor concerts, so. Yeah, things are good and kicking off again, so it feels good. That's amazing. That's amazing. And you just got back from tour. Yeah, yeah. Some downtime now. Not yet. I'm actually. It's pretty crazy. I'm actually here in a museum. Oh, I was um, wondering what that beautiful painting was behind you, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we're actually filming a, like a live session today, like a music video live session. And uh, I just took some, I was like, hey, guys, I got to do an interview. <laughs> and they're, taking, <laughs> they're having something to eat. So, wow. Yeah, it's, well, it's pretty nice. I won't keep you. That's cool, man. So you're, where in, are you in Germany? I'm back, we're back in Stuttgart, yeah. Okay. At a museum in Stuttgart? Yeah. 
it's a beautiful museum. They just had a, like a year ago, they still had an original Banksy hanging here. Did they really? Yeah, yeah the wow. one with the shredder. Oh, really? That was the hanging one? here for like two, two years or so. Oh my God. Is that the one that somebody paid a bunch of money for and then it like went? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's rad. That's really rad. So you guys are doing what a lot? You said a live video there? Yeah, like a live session. Exactly. Exciting. I can't wait to see that. And yeah, that's that's what's happening. And we're about to go on a tour in December, like our headline shows. Is that in Europe? Yeah, yeah, pretty much a lot, a lot of Germany because it's like still one of the main countries we play. But go to Switzerland and Austria and stuff. Let's see, see how it goes because it's kind of weird because suddenly their numbers are going back up. The COVID numbers. Oh, like are extremely, they? Extremely, yeah. Just I don't know. Since like a couple of weeks ago, even though most people are vaccinated, mm-hmm. and we're not sure if we're gonna go on the rope, but I think it's gonna happen. Oh wow! Well, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed for you, man. Yeah. And good luck with this video shoot today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you so much for taking time, uh, you know, away from what you're doing to to sit and, and hang out with me for a bit. Um, yeah, I have was, one more, one more question mm-hmm. for you. I want to know if you have any sure. advice for aspiring artists. Aspiring artists. Um, it's a tough question because I have to think about it for a moment. I would say, um you gotta have a lot of patience <laughs> and uh work on your uh work on your instrument if you want if you want to be a musician for example or if you want to be a painter paint a lot just work on it a lot and i would say i think reading helps for me and uh what say i would say the most important thing is to be patient like just uh, not to overwork too fast and just like take your time and don't uh, have have too much pressure from like thinking you might be too old at some point or you might be not good enough or because you can you're always the best at the, the thing you do so I love and, it and, and enjoy enjoy the ride <laughs> you want to be an artist. <laughs> <laughs>